0: Welcome to Public Domain Video Theater, presented by the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for an episode of I'm the Law. The original air date on this one is May the 15th, 1953. It's season one, episode 14, O Solo Mio.
1: In a stone desert, a meadow framed in cement, Lover's Lane over subway tracks. They call it our city's picture window, complete with bluebirds and weeping willows. Too bad life can't be all poetry. Sure, sure. I want the help. Uh, What do you want to know? What's your name? Antonio Trombatore. And this is Romeo, my pop. Take your hat off of the gentleman. Go ahead. Tip your hat. (laughs) Excuse me, Chief. It's force of a habit. You always here this late? Sometimes no, sometimes yes. It all depends. Depends on what? On business and and the weather. How is business today? Oh, I tell you, it's been bad all the day, all around. (laughs) Especially for the poor Bambino. (laughs) Now he's left all alone. Did you see the killer? I wish I had, but I was too late. Poor Ragazzino. Stick around, Tony. The boys will take care of you. Thank you. okay, son? What's your name?
2: Michael Washburn. Who's gonna find the man who killed my dad?
1: We'll do our best. When? I don't know. But we'll need help.
2: I'll help you.
1: I was kind on that. Come on, Michael. We'll take a little walk, eh? Huh? We got things to talk about. I live. Handy, huh? Right near the park.
2: Yeah.
1: Come on in, Mike. How about a nice cold drink? You got anything in the icebox?
2: I'll look and see. I'll get it. Well, I'll show you.
1: Never mind. After all, I'm supposed to be the detective. Now, you sit right there and be comfortable, eh? Just relax.
2: That's a closet.
1: Yeah, so it is.
2: What are you doing?
1: Oh, just sightseeing. Nice little place you got here. Yeah. Is that the kitchen?
2: Uh huh.
1: I found some, Mike. Hmm. Here, Mike. Thanks.
2: You gonna stay here tonight?
1: No, not tonight. But someone will be here. Who? A very nice lady.
2: I don't like ladies.
1: You'll get used to them in time. This one's very special. She's a sergeant.
2: You mean she's in the army?
1: No, she's with the police.
2: Police woman?
1: (laughs) That's a good way of putting it.
2: I want to be a detective, like you. Catch killers. Did you catch many? A few. I'm going to get the man who killed Dad.
1: Mike, you said you want to be a detective. Well, you are one now. I've just made you my partner. A good detective's got to be cool, calm, and collected. And that's the way we're going to be from now on, huh? I understand. Stand up a minute, Mike. Hey, uh, that makes it official, till you get your own badge.
2: What am I, captain or something?
1: <laughs> no, not yet. We'll start you off as a lieutenant.
2: Is that what you are? Uh-huh. Then that's what I want to be.
1: Good. Now, Lieutenant, how about a description of that man? Was he tall, medium, or short? He was ugly. Do you think you'd recognize him if you saw him in the street?
2: i know him place.
1: Okay, that's very good. Now, uh, how about a little shut-eye, huh?
2: Well, I'm gonna stay up.
1: This is off the record, Mike. Detective sleep, too. Eight hours, if possible.
2: When are you going to bed?
1: I'm not. I'm going on night watch. Now, snap into it, Lieutenant. That's an order.
2: Okay, partner. I promise you'll wake me if you need me.
1: It's a deal. Did you leave me help? No. How you doing? Hi. and don't let him out of your sight. Right. And nobody gets in and out of here until I get back. When will that be? I can't tell. Now, Tressie, the boys are only witness to this murder. And somebody may try to get to them right here. So don't take any chances. I won't. Any leads? Not so far. Got to check on the father's background. He was an accountant, a widower. Seemed to be a pretty good father. Played the horses. That's all we know. And that ain't much. Okay, Tressie. You take over. You bet. Hello, Skinny.
2: Why, Lieutenant Kirby, what's the occasion?
1: I see you're in a very sociable mood. What do you know about Milt Washburn? Washburn? Washburn. Come on, don't tell me you never heard of him. He lives right up the street. He's got a little kid named Mike.
2: Oh, sure, sure. I know Mike. And his old man comes by every night for his paper.
1: Been here tonight? Not yet. What paper does he buy? Evening, Stark. That all? Yeah, why? You sure you didn't sell him this? Well, mow me down. He must
2: have gone to the competition. You know, that guy don't look like he plays the ponies.
1: Washburn's been killed. Gee, that's, that's too bad. You got any ideas, Skinny? No, and I ain't getting it. Come on, where did Washburn place his bets?
2: Lieutenant, are you insinuating you that? You know I...
1: every bookie in town, Skinny. Bad case of amnesia, eh? You'll get over it down at the police station. Come on, close up. A janitor.
2: What are you doing? The
1: lights went out.
2: What's your name?
1: I'm Rafferty. Who are you? I'm a friend. I'm staying here with Mike. That's a strong flashlight you got, ma'am. How about lending it to me? I'll hold it for you.
2: Okay, lady. Gotta fix this light socket. and all the shorts on Mike, that's a tough break. Oh, I'll make out. So you're a cop now, huh? Yeah, and we're going to catch a killer, too. Who's we? Lieutenant Kirby and I. It's pretty high class. She ain't going to talk to me no more. Don't be silly, Butch. You're my pal. Give me a ball.
1: Thanks kindly for helping me out.
2: You're welcome. Good night. Good night. More steam anyway. Oh, Butterfingers. Can't even catch a ball.
1: as a lieutenant field.
2: Okay. Now can I get up?
1: Mike, what you did is very serious. When an officer disobeys orders, he only endangers his fellow officers.
2: Gosh, I never thought of that.
1: Well, that's how it is. The police can't take chances with men that can't be trusted. And if this happens once more, you'll be kicked off the force and lose your badge.
2: I won't do it again. Cross my heart.
1: I believe you, Mike. I know you're a man that can be trusted. I am. Okay, that's settled. But now I want to know something. Is this the first time Butch came at night?
2: No. I used to sneak out all the time.
1: Father ever catch you? Huh. Listen, Mike. Butch isn't a friend of yours. He's a bad kid. And I want you to stay away from him. Okay?
2: Okay. If you say so.
1: That's the stuff, Lieutenant. Now, you stay in bed. That's an order. Bye. Good night. Good night, Lieutenant. You can go now, Tressy. Sergeant Hackett and I will take over.
2: I'm sorry this happened.
1: Forget it. I know you did your best. Good night, Lieutenant. Good night. Well, I checked with Rafferty, the janitor. His story sticks. Yeah. It was a short, all right. Oh, I'm going to get a rundown on him anyway. What do you make of this kid Butch? I can't tell until I have a talk with him. What bothers me is Skinny. I took him downtown for questioning and had to let him go. I don't get the connection between Mike's father and this ex-con... I don't know. Lots of people buy racing sheets. Yeah, but they don't get killed.
2: Go hard. Go harder. Hey. Hi, Butch. Hi. don't me meet a friend of mine.
1: Yeah, I know. Your cop friend.
2: How'd you know he was a cop?
1: I can smell him a mile away. Like last night, huh? Why did you run away?
2: I was scared, see?
1: Scared of cops? Yeah. Why?
2: Don't like them.
1: You haven't changed much since you come out of that reformatory, have you, Butch?
2: You got nothing on me, copper.
1: Could be you're wrong. Come on, Mike. Oh, bonjour. Kits ce each.
2: Oh, Tony. Hi, Romeo. I can make him do trace.
1: Oh, sure. Megalina can make him do anything.
2: Come on, Romeo. Shake hands. Shake hands.
1: Say, that's pretty good.
2: Now, clap your hands. Clap your hands. Now, do you love Tony? Do you love Tony?
1: (laughs) Here, Romeo. Thank you, signor.
2: So long, Romeo.
1: Can I speak to you alone a minute, Lieutenant? Sure. Wait up there for me here, Mike. Got a line on the kid's father from his bank. That guy was loaded. How much? Close to 60 G's. Kept it handy in a safe deposit box, all cash. Pretty good for a small town accountant. Unless he was big time. You better get the kid out of town right away. Wait for me. Right, Lieutenant. All right, Mike. Let's go upstairs. to start packing. Where's your suitcase? What's the matter?
2: I don't want to go.
1: Oh, listen, Mike, we got to separate. You're leaving town. Why? To make him think you're off the case. You're going on a vacation.
2: But I'm not going on a vacation. Am I?
1: Nah, you're just laying low for a while. Okay. Better, boy. I'll
2: start packing. Did you get my suitcase for me? Sure. Oh, and my piggy bank? Okay. Thanks.
1: Say, you're rich.
2: Need some money?
1: No, not at the moment. Why do you keep it in here, Mike?
2: I don't know. Dad put it up here yesterday.
1: Come to think of it, I... I do need some money. How much? Quite a bit. How much you got in here? I don't know. Well, do you mind if we break it open and see? No. I'll get you another bank. Forget it. Walaka three two three
2: GCS. Yes. Sure does. That's Daddy's briefcase. You sure? Yeah.
1: Mike, I got news for you. We're going straight back to headquarters. Come on. This briefcase sure came in handy. And so will this. Small-time accountant. Steals $60,000 and gets paid off with two bullets. You wonder what ever got him started? Buying the racing sheet. It's a long way from the morgue. Making books for guys that are bookmakers is a pretty soft racket. Especially when you got another set stashed away. Lieutenant, this is dynamite. You're right. You hold on to them. I'm going out and make myself conspicuous. But the kid stays here. Right, sir.
2: Butch. You're on your own. All right. Get your evening star here. Evening star here. Get your evening star. Evening
1: star here. I see you got Butch on the payroll. Yeah. I'm real fond of kids. I thought you were running a newsstand. Not a kindergarten.
2: Eeny, meeny, Money moe. Mo. Catch a tiger by the toe. If he always let him go. Eeny, meeny, money moe. Hi, Sergeant.
1: Oh, hello, Lieutenant. How you doing?
2: I'm waiting for my partner.
1: I just talked to him at your place. Gave me a message. Any orders? Yeah, to eat your supper. Come on, I'll grab a bite to eat with you. I know a place we can get the greatest hamburger. Terrific.
2: Terrific.
0: place. Just a couple of blocks.
1: Here they come. You take care of the kid and I'll take care of the cops.
2: Why don't you watch where you're
1: going? Go on, Mike. Run. Run, kid. I've been looking for you.
2: You're the killer. I recognize your face. What'd you do to Tony?
1: If little boys ask too many questions, they don't get any answers. Come on, you're going with me.
2: You killed him!
1: I like little boys, they're smart. And if they keep quiet, why, they don't get in no trouble. Children. How you don't like to hurt them? That gun won't help you. You're a little late. Better late than never. Why don't you smarten up, Kirby? I'm holding the ace, right here. And I'm holding Washburn's books. You haven't got a chance with Uncle Sam on your tail. You ain't gonna do no talking. Not with a hole in your head. I'll make you a deal. The book's for the kid. And I go with the books. No deal. And no tricks. All right, Mike. You heard what the man said. No monkey business. And no tricks.
2: Who do you love from real...
1: Take care of them. Can I have your badge, Lieutenant? Did I
2: do something wrong? can I keep it?
1: Not this one, partner. But what you just did. You've been promoted to captain.
2: Okay. Gee...
0: Welcome back. My favorite part of this episode is the relationship between Lieutenant Kirby and Mike. It's really sweet and I think uh, very well played by George Raft, who shows a lot of parental concern for Mike and is gentle in a way you don't uh, really associate with uh, George Raft by reputation. Mike is played by Tim Considine. Uh, who was really on the cusp of some really uh, great things in his acting career. Uh, He would uh, be one of the stars of The Adventures of Spin and Marty uh, in a couple of years, and then he would go on to a lot of Disney stuff and would play Mike Douglas on My Three Sons until 1965. As for the story itself, the mystery was fine, but uh, some of the portrayals of how they took care of uh, a child, of someone who'd just been murdered, were kind of baffling, particularly when thinking he might be a witness. He stays in his own house the first night, and then there's the whole thing where the police officer goes ahead and walks him down to the hamburger stand and sets him up to be ambushed, even though he's supposed to be protecting him. I mean, Mike would have been fine if the police officer had just gone down to get the hamburger. So that's a little distracting. I will say the villain does look properly menacing, though that is perhaps um, minimized a bit by his vulnerability to slight monkey movements. At any rate, uh, that will actually be all for now.